Pickaxe. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome back to the Review of Death, your fortnightly home for Doctor Who news and reviews, featuring myself, Matthew Toffolo, and Billy Garrett John. Hello, everybody. How are we all doing today? I'm doing well. Are you doing well? I'm doing very well, thanks, Matt. Um, I think today we might be able to exercise some demons. You might be able to exercise, I might be able to exercise some, demons. some demons. I mean, I don't know how you can't think that Hellbent is a good episode of Doctor Who, but we'll get round to it we'll, 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 later we'll, we'll on. We'll get there. We'll get um, there. It's difficult doing news... Yeah. Because we're filming this quite far in advance. Yeah, so um, for you guys, yeah. this is travelling back in time. We're travelling forward, well, we're travelling forward We're travelling forward to you. Because this is actually St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Um, it is St. Paddy's Day. It is St. Paddy's Day. None of us wore anything green. No, but um, nothing says St. Patrick's Day like the Doctor Who Twitter account announcing that Fortnite is coming. Yeah, Fortnite. It is Doctor Who is coming to Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's exciting, isn't it? Pretty cool. Who play I, mean, Fortnite. I, I watched the trailer and I was like, you know, if I was a person who played Fortnite hmm. and like Doctor Who. What is Fortnite? Well, it's a battle royale game. So I was a mm. bit confused when it was like, oh, go around this museum. Yeah. So I'm not really sure. I should know. I work in gaming. That's true. No one plays Fortnite at the Oxcast. Actually, that's not entirely true. Right. But um, the person who plays Fortnite in the Oxcast mm. did not tweet about it. No. And I thought, oh. Well, I mean, it is Doctor Who, yeah. after but all. But he might play it. He might He might do it. That would be fun. I, I'd like to see somebody who plays Fortnite see their opinion of yeah. Doctor Who being in it. Because it's not like the biggest IP. They, I mean, Thanos was like the first Yeah, big... I mean, they've got so much stuff now. Yeah. Like, Star Wars had a big thing in it. And they even had, like, audio that led into episode nine Whoa. of the films. Yeah. Wow. This is why I think people have been saying, like, maybe they'll announce the 14th Doctor. On and, Fortnite. On, on Fortnite. And there's, like... <laughs> Apparently there's, um, oh, I saw it. So there's like a whole museum area where mm. they've got all different bits and bobs like sonic screwdrivers and TARDISes. Yeah. And oh, I saw that. And they had like a Remembrance Dalek in yeah, there. Yeah, they've got all this really Dalek. good stuff. And like Cassandra yeah. is in there and all the Doctors, their yes, costumes are all there. That. that was pretty cool. But there's a space where there's someone obviously missing and it's just question marks. Cool. And people are like, oh, is, is that going to be the 14th Doctor? Are they just going to appear there? <laughs> <aren't they?" laughs> that would be, I mean... Better or worse than Doctor Who Live, The Next Doctor? Much worse. It would be much worse. Much worse. I don't know why I even asked that question. <laughs> I, I guess whenever I think Doctor Who Live, I just have the after party in my head. Yeah. But is that I, sort of typo? It's, though, isn't yeah. It? Um, wasn't Bruno Tonioli on... <laughs> I think I said Bruno Toffolo then. <laughs> <laughs> was Bruno Tonioli not on Doctor Who Live, The Next Doctor, talking about how much... He I love was, Doctor Who. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I came to England, I didn't speak any English and I could watch Doctor Who because I didn't understand it anyway. <laughs> That's very good. Thank you. Right. Um, the only other bit of news, I suppose, besides Russell liking Instagram comments and people suddenly thinking that's how he's communicating yeah. behind the scenes <laughs> nature. Apparently, though, he's, he's blocking, blocking people. I saw that as well. That's pretty good. <laughs> I just I can just imagine Russell there, like, oh, end, end scene. Right, I'll just uh, have a little break on Instagram. <laughs> oh, bloody hell, not more of these people. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> block, block, block. 
It's, it's going to be strange. I mean, provided he doesn't get hounded off the internet, which would be very sad. A bit like yeah. Stephen Moffat was, really. Yeah. Um, it would be interesting having... Uh, yeah, entirely mine. <laughs> yeah. It, it would be a bit weird to see, like, uh, an active showrunner yes. with, like, a so active social yeah. media presence, especially, like, these days. I mean, like, Chris Chibnall, you know, you never saw him. No. You know? No. Did he exist? It's like that... Um, that thing in The Simpsons where, like, no one knows who Matt Groening is. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it would be nice if he was, I mean, <laughs> if he was more vocal. And I think, you know, I, I think he knows that any publicity yeah, is good publicity. exactly. Um, you know, he, he knows that all I, need, all I need to do is post a picture of my glasses on my forehead. Yeah, and, and that's it. That's Internet it. goes mad. Absolutely. Um, there was a thing today. So, again, this is St. Patrick's Day for you people listening in the future. Yeah. There was a thing today where it was like an industry thing for students. Yes. I sent it to you and yeah. I went, ooh, is that me? Yeah. Um, because Russell was there doing a talk Phil about... Phil Collinson was there. Yeah, Phil Collinson was there. And it's like, oh my God. Crazy. It's so weird. And that space they're in, that might be the new studio that the TARDIS yeah. is built in yeah. and stuff. like Bonkers. We should have been there. We could have snuck in as students. Yeah, and just, you know, berated them and got chucked out and <laughs> restraining orders like, issues. Give us a job. Um, um, so, today we're going to talk about... Two highly, con- well, one highly contentious episode of Doctor Who for me. Yeah. Um, and I'll hopefully be able to, it's kind of where a lot of the, the Moffat bashing, I think, that I get accused of. And yeah. that, to be honest, I may have readily taken part in on this podcast. Yeah. Kind of stems from. Yeah. Is this episode of Doctor Who hellbent? We're going to talk about Heaven Sent first. Yeah. Because these two stories for me absolutely typify the very, very best of St- Stephen Moffat. And the very, very worst of Stephen Moffat. Okay, interesting. I really, really like Heaven Sent. Same. I loved Heaven Sent. And it was a joy going back and watching it again. Yeah. Because I think the whole kind of Capaldi era for me is really muddied by those by, by Stephen's writing, by finales, by to certain tropes, certain yeah. things that happen that you think almost there. Yeah. Almost there. And so it was really interesting going back and watching these episodes again again because I thought they had a duality of kind of best and worst of, of both worlds yeah but in much the same way we've said this recently about David Tennant I think Peter Capaldi I think I've t- I've got him now I yeah get why people After like the, him so much so well it's in- interesting you should say that because I mean I've made no bones in the past saying that I think Peter, Cal- Peter Capaldi mm. is the best new series doctor yeah uh, and it was watching Heaven Sent where I was just like, I think this is the story. Because I remember when when he was announced, I was over the moon because mm. I was like, yes, he's an older guy. He's a fan. He gets it. He looks like Doctor, Doctor Who. And then I remember watching that first series. And although I enjoyed series eight for the most part, I didn't really gel with his Doctor mm. entirely, mm. which annoyed me because I was like, no, I'm supposed to really like, you're supposed to be the one. You're the, you're the chosen one. <laughs> Come on. Um, and it never really happened. And then I was watching this episode, Heaven Sent, and I thought to myself, I think this is the episode where, for me, it really mm. clicked. That it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you are Doctor Who. Mm. Um, I don't know what it is. There's just something about him. It's the same sort of feeling I get with Tom Baker. And I sort of said this yeah. to Jonathan, my brother, the other day. And he sort of said, oh, well, he's not as good as Tom Baker, though. I thought, well, no, obviously Tom Baker is Tom Baker. But I think for the new series Doctor, he is the Doctor that I think is effortlessly Doctor Who-esque. Mm. Mm. Um, not in the same way as Tom, but there's just something about him, the way he holds himself, mm. just, like, even the little things where he's, you know, the fact that he can 
carry the entire episode just talking to himself. And, you know, you get all those lovely little asides where there's that moment where he looks at the camera mm. in, in the TARDIS. And I was just like, yeah, that's, that's it. He's, that's the Doctor, you know. That's what you want. You know, mm. I don't mind. I know some people probably get pissy about, oh, don't look at the camera. But I don't know, there's something quite comforting and sort of doctorish about, oh, actually. It's, it's the Tom, ba- Tom Baker energy. It's yeah. It's unpredictable. Yeah. What is he going to do next? Yeah. And the complete alienness. Yes. Like, he's got that ethereal... It's almost like a Bowie thing. Yeah. You know, it's he's not quite, quite from here. Yeah. And and the way he holds himself and the way he the way he even pronounces things, emotes. And yeah. Stuff, there's just it's like Tom. Mm. Like nobody rolls certain words like Tom, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and there's something about about Peter Capaldi that just works. Mm. That silhouette. The silhouette, yeah, visually. I mean and this is the best. You know, he's in the best outfit in this story. Yeah. Like the costume is never bettered than when he's in that bloody burgundy costume. Yeah. And it's annoying that they didn't really use it that much. And it's annoying that he goes from that to that bizarre tux double-breasted yeah. jacket thing, yeah. Yeah. which he suddenly gets on Gallifrey. Yeah. Out and of and they, they sort of say, don't they? It's like, oh, where's she? Well, Jenna says, mm. she? she's like, where's your coat? She it was said, very it's doctorish. Do- very doctorish. Yeah. And it's again, this is another thing about this era of the program where it has been on for so long that now we're like, oh, we'll just be meta with stuff and... Well, I mean, this is... Is this the most meta the show ever kind of gets? Because, especially in this, in this Moffat tenure, when you get towards the end of Matt Smith and here... Yeah. They're really examining the show, aren't they? Yeah. And they're, and they're really forcing certain questions and challenging what you expect the show mm. to have been about. So, for example... There's a massive one in Heaven Sent, of course, yeah. which is the cold confession dial thing, yeah. which we'll talk about. The setup for the confession dial leads the Doctor to confess on screen that he didn't leave Gallifrey because he was bored. Yeah. And that is a major thing to drop. Yeah. And watching it now, I don't think I appreciated what an yeah. immense thing that is to reference yeah. and to contradict. Yeah. Because, you know... I know a lot of people say that the timeless child contradicts stuff. Yeah. And I know that people aren't particularly happy with the way that that was set up or the, or the payoff for certain things that were led on to. But I, I do find that less egregious than the doctor saying that he left Gallifrey for some other reason. I, I find that really annoying because yeah. it challenges an archetype of the doctor. Mm. The, the doctor's timeline, yeah. whether they had lives in between that were wiped or took place in alternative realities or sidesteps in time or whatever. Yeah. Doctor Who can do that. Yeah. It can do crazy stuff and it can eradicate elements of the Doctor's history and add bits in. But to challenge the actual character, which I think happens a lot in Hellbent. Yeah. And is set up here, I think is, I find more egregious. Okay. In terms of altering the show's past. See, I remember at the time when that was said, I remember thinking, God, how dare you? Why have you done this? But then thinking back on it, even in stories like Legopolis, the Doctor says, oh, I left under rather pressing circumstances, Mm. uh, from what I remember. Mm. And I kind of think, well, yeah, maybe, maybe saying, oh, okay, I was bored, you know, all right, fair enough. But I actually don't know if I 
kind of don't mind the fact that maybe there was something else going on. And again, that kind of almost ties in with the sort of Sylvester McCoy stuff with like, you know, there's there's more to him than we really mm. know mm. and we'll never get to the bottom of it. Mm. Um, timeless children be damned. But I think that takes place so much further in the past. Timeless children. Yeah, yeah. like all that stuff. Oh yeah, that's like, yeah, yeah. And, and the other, and, yeah, yeah. and the, the, um, the Cartmel master plan stuff. Yeah. I, that almost takes place in a time where the Doctor's like another being. Yeah, yeah. They're like another sentience, you know, among Time Lord society. Yeah. Whereas when you get to the Academy, Academy yeah. and then the first Doctor growing up, becoming an older man yeah. and run, running away with his granddaughter. Yeah. I think, I mean, I might be wrong, but I've always thought that was just the established well, yeah, true. thing of, of Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when when that part of it is challenged, right. something, it's... It, is it headcanon or, or, or is that fairly well established that that was the case? I guess it's so, it's so vague, isn't it? That yeah. whole, that, that whole p- portion of the Doctor's history. And rightly so. I don't think we should ever really know mm. for certain what it's all about. Um, Maybe I'm being too precious about it then. Yeah, because I thought, I think I remembered it being very clear that he was like, oh, I left Gallifrey because of the hybrid. Mm. And I think they sort of touch upon that as like, oh, perhaps that is why you left. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he's actually ever said so in... you brought the hybrid. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah well, the hybrid. Go oh, God. <laughs> keep going, keep going. It, it, we'll it we'll get right to it. It this poor, poor two-parter. That's another thing. Is it a two-parter? Is it a three-parter? I would call it a three-parter, personally. Uh, with Face the Raven. Yeah. Before. Yeah, I call it a three-parter. Apparently, according to like the BBC numbering, they are all separate episodes. Yeah. I mean, they do They're feel very distinct. They're presented as such, aren't they, yeah. really? Yeah. Um, I would say possibly Heaven Sent into Hell Bent is more of a two-parter, mm. but um, but yeah, I, I I digress. That doesn't really okay. That doesn't hurt me as yeah. much as some of the other things in this mm. story. Maybe I feel that way because of the way it, it's eventually paid off or explained in the finale. Mm. Because it's so half baked. Yes, this is the trouble. If it was something that was concrete explained mm. that they kind of sowed the seeds of maybe we'll explain it next year yeah but it's it's what what do you do in a series of doctor who you have 13 episodes yeah. or 10 or 12 or whatever and what did russell do you drip feed a phrase through the early parts of the series yeah then that eventually starts a kind of snowballing motion where things build up and eventually in the finale you pay off Bad Wolf, Torchwood, Saxon, mm. the s- stars are going out. Yeah. Pandorica. Yeah. W- Silence will fall, whatever. Yeah. And that's where it starts to get shaky around Silence will yeah, fall. Yeah, like yeah. Pandorica kind of works. Yeah. I think in terms of maybe it makes sense as a whole, but for an audience at home, I don't think this, you know, Silence will fall versus Torchwood. Yeah. There's no comparison no, in terms of audience, you know, yeah. getting hooked by it. Yeah. And in this, I can't remember how many times the hybrid was brought up in previous episodes this season. No. But it kind of feels like it's being set up right now. Yeah. And we're going to pay it off in a three to five minute scene with me in Hellbent. Yes. Yeah. And we're going to keep muddying the waters, even though this is the scene where we're going to find out what the hybrid is. Yeah. No, it's not that. Okay, we'll talk about it later. This is the scene. Let's actually talk about the hybrid doctor. Yeah. And they don't actually say what yeah. it is. And it's, you know, and, and that's the reason the doctor left Gallifrey. 
Yeah, I mean, I, th I I don't buy that, and I don't think I think it's I think the suggestion is perhaps that's why the Doctor left Gallifrey, mm. um, but I think that's almost kind of I think Stephen possibly even clears that up in Twice Upon a Time mm. when Bill talks to the first Doctor and he sort of says, "Oh, I wanted to, you know, almost like a scientific experiment. You know, he wanted to see how how does good." prevail in a universe where the odds are, you know, always stacked against it. Mm. Um, and I don't know, maybe that was spearheaded by the hybrid. Who gives a fuck? Forget the hybrid. <laughs> it's just so, it's let's so... forget Hellbent for a second. Yeah, let's, we're let's, drifting. Let's, we're going, yeah, we're, going, we're getting ahead Let's of start from the beginning. Right, so uh, what was number one in the charts when Heaven Sent came out? Right, what year is this? 20... 2015. 2015. November, December. Wow. Um, now, would we met Peter by this point? Had we gone on to the TARDIS set? Because I remember when I watched Hellbent, yeah. there was the next time trailer for The Husbands of River Song, which is absolute horseman <laughs> of a story. And I watched the trailer and I was like, wow, this looks awful. I didn't stick around to watch the next time trailer. I couldn't as... remember if there was one. I thought, is there a next time trailer? Yeah. Is it sort of close to Christmas? And there was, and I thought, oh. Maybe we had. We might have met him by that yeah. point. Yeah, because yeah. we'd seen the red velvet. We saw him in his costume. red velvet costume. And I think maybe when Did it was on. You put your arm around him when you had a picture. Oh, I touched him. Yeah. Yeah, I felt his aura. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry by Justin Bieber, by the way. <laughs> Box office number one. Uh, hmm. I say it every time. Some Marvel bloody film, isn't it? No, it's not. Hunger Games: Mockingjay Part Two. When mm. they, you know, when Harry Potter started that really annoying trend, trend of, of splitting movies yeah. to make twice the amount oh, of money. Why did they do that? Um, but that had just unseated Spectre Ooh. as box office number one. Interesting. I thought this might be a really interesting opportunity. While we're talking about big moments, big canonical moments in a fictional character's history. Yeah that centre around a not very satisfying central kind of yeah. premise. Yeah. Should we talk about No Time to Die very, very briefly? Yeah, because sure. Because it's out on home media. Yeah. Everybody knows James Bond dies at the end. Yeah. Does he? <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think of, of that? And oh. what do you think of the movie? Oh, I loved No Time to Die. Yeah. I've only seen it once. I need to watch it again, but mm. I, I loved it. I just thought it was so good. I really love No Time to Die. Yeah. The only thing that gripes me is that it's Safin that kills Bond because I think he's such a weak villain. You know, okay. I just feel like... Yeah, I feel like they could have done more with him. What is his motivation? Yeah, I'm not really what are the, I, I just I was saying to Matt before, I just watched Calvin Dyson's three-hour yeah. No Time to Die review. But when you watch it, you're like, this is really messy. Like, mm. he... Oh, and there's weird things as well, like he's definitely supposed to be Dr. No, because there's a line of dialogue they did in ADR where one of the guards calls him Doctor. Oh, really? Yeah. And Excellent. the mask that he wears is like the no, doc It's called a No Mask. Right, okay. N-O-H. Right. Um, and the Garden of Death and yeah, all that, all that kind sort of stuff. stuff. Yeah. And actually, when um, I remember when the picture of the, him in the mask came out, I've got on my do Dr. No mm. book that is quite pulpy. And the face on that for Dr. Mm. No is very similar to the mask. And I was like, oh, so he's Dr. No? And then when he wasn't Dr. No, I was yeah. like, oh, that's a shame. And also in the opening where uh, little Madeline shoots him, mm. he's got a bullet hole over his where his heart should be. Right. But in the books, Dr. No's heart is on the other side of his body. Right. So that's why he didn't die oh. when he was shot directly in the heart area. Interesting. And the film is called No Time to Die. Yeah. You know, like... There's some very double, serious illusions yeah. that it was supposed, supposed to, be to be. I wonder why that Doctor changed. No. I don't know. I don't know. I There's don't know. Lots. I don't know. There's <laughs> lots of 
weird stuff going on in that movie. Weird. But, uh, like that. But, yeah. it, I mean, even having said that, to come out of it thinking, it's kind of one of my favourite Craig movies. Yeah. It's pretty good, isn't it? Really good. And, like, emotional. Did you did you get choked up? I think the second time I did. Oh, I, I don't did, know. I, I did the first time. I was just like... <gasps> yeah. It's, it's, Me and my brother. It's like you're watching your, like... Yeah. Movie heroes like die. It yeah, doesn't yeah, happen. yeah. And it doesn't happen. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, the only other time I think I've ever sort of got emotional about that was like when Christian Bell died or didn't die in the Dark Knight Rises. In Batman. Yeah, yeah maybe. but um, certainly on this one, yeah, I was like, oh my god. Yeah. And then just the music with like having Louis Armstrong. I singing. thought that was a bit much. Did just you? Just oh a bit no, much. I thought that. Oh, that. that I like the fact that it is kind of. Strings. It's an anthem for death in the Bond movies. Yeah. You know, like Tracy dies and it plays. Bond yeah. dies and it plays. Like, that's kind of cool. But I think the coolest part of it is that it opens up the fact that James Bond can now like die in these movies. Yeah. There's genuine peril now. Yeah. Like unless you know an actor is signed yeah. on to do X number of movies, mm. that could just kind of be the way that they're written out now. I forgot to message you yesterday, but apparently Killian Murphy is now the bookie's favourite. Yeah, like big odds got slashed, didn't they? Yeah. Like out of nowhere, and everybody's fairly certain. Yeah. I could see that. He could be a good Bond. Yeah. I can see him being that kind of like Fleming. Yes. Kind of. He's got that angular kind yeah, of yeah, cruel yeah. face. I think he's described yeah, as having something... like cruel eyes and stuff. Yeah, because he always plays a good baddie. He was good in red, <coughs> and he was sort of kind of creepy as the scarecrow. But I think yeah, he's he's got that strange face where he's sort of he's good looking guy, mm. but there's also something quite sinister about mm. him, and I, I think that works for Bond. You know? Yeah, because um, he's, he's, he's a killer. killer isn't he? He's yeah, an assassin. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah I like that idea that it would be him, and I guess he's a good age. What late thirties maybe? Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. get. Three movies out of him. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, he's just finished on Peaky Blinders, so it was a good time for him. Exactly. That's done. He's done that massive, great big thing. Yeah. It's a sort of pretty international success. And it's kind of like more going into the same. Yeah, you and know, then. And Brosnan and Remington Steele. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Movie. So it kind yeah. of works. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll I'll say, yeah, I'll go for Killian Murphy. I think he'd be very he'd be good. good. Yeah, he wasn't someone that I would sort of really thought about mm. until, until that happened. I was like, huh, yeah. But I, yeah. What do you think of Spectre? I rewatched Spectre recently. It's okay. Mm. I would much rather watch Spectre than Quantum of Solace, which I thought was quite possibly the worst James Bond film I've ever seen. Mm. Um, I don't. I watched it and I was like, I don't really know what the plot is. Mm. It's something to do with oil and some like shitty little tiny town, city, country yeah. that he wants to buy out, and it's like, what? And he's gonna they're gonna blow it up or something? And it's like. It's not really like the end of the world stakes, is it? I watched all of the Craig movies leading up to No Time to yeah. Die. And I came away from watching Quantum of Solace thinking, actually, I quite like... Oh, I, really? I don't quite like it. I like it more than I did before. Interesting. I can appreciate it more. Yeah. And I think as a Bond movie, it's like not great. But yeah. as like a, a, an action espionage yeah, film it's fine yeah I just uh, I, and I think the way it's directed as well it's very there's some skittish weird, weird editing in there uh, yeah and I remember watching it in the cinema thinking I'm not really 100% sure where anything is or what is happening but yeah, the geography of it it's is. very odd and then watching it again I was like I'm, I'm, yeah I'm lost yeah um, watch Andrew Ellard's video on it his video notes oh, okay. are really good oh interesting and it kind of it, it does sort of open up parts yeah. of the story you maybe didn't recognise yeah. before and it and it's I, a bit more I, enjoyable. You know, and it's a shame, really, because, you know, the, the, the after someone like um, Vesper, you get Olga Kulienko's mm. character, and she's kind of just a bit of a damsel in distress. And then the baddie, you know, he's 
you, you got sort of something yeah. there. You're like, oh, you're really horrible, yeah. but it just needs a bit more to it. It's like it's like they're still not giving their baddies gimmicks, or like they're still yeah. not giving their baddies a scar. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. that's not particularly right on these days, which makes sense. You know, you don't really want to make disfigurements something that like <laughs> evil. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, there's, there's, they're not gimmicked in any way. No, they're not, they're not doing no. it for a particular, yeah, crazy reason. Yeah, um, and then of course, it obviously, it gets all mucky with Quantum and then Spectre yeah. coming in. And yeah, it's yeah. a shame that they couldn't clean that up mm. better. They were but... just so desperate to do like a big organization, and yeah. they just didn't have the rights to Spectre yet, and they were like. <laughs> Well, well, Quantum is Spectre, but they're, yeah. or they're kind of not like the same thing. a subsidiary of it yeah. or something. Yeah, they're a really sister weird. company yeah. of the subsidiary. Yeah, yeah. The big, yeah. Big, there was a merger at some point I think, yeah, between yeah, Spectre yeah. and Bio. Quantum. But I like the fact that in other films, like you see all the other baddies, you know, yeah. they're all like on a family tree of like, yeah. <laughs> villains. And some of them pop up in No Time to Die as well. Yeah. Some of the people in the party are like from yeah. the other movies. Yeah, and stuff. you're like, oh, that's cool. Very cool. Um, okay, let's talk about... Heaven sent. Right, yeah. Sorry, I was really enjoying talking about Bond. It was good fun. So, um, coming soon. Clara is the review of Bond. We're talking about Bond. Clara is Rob. dead. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> the review of Bond. Um, right. Clara's dead. Yeah. Let's talk about Face the Raven a little bit. Yeah. So she dies at the end of that previous episode. Yeah. Trap Street. Very it's sad. all very diagonally and it weird. It is diagonally. I can't yeah. really remember anything about it. But, yeah. Uh, you know, she dies. Yeah. Um, and that's it, you know. Did you think she was going to come back? Well, DWM spoiled it, didn't they? Did because they... the the cover reveal oh, had her, her in, the, in diner the diner outfit. outfit, and it was like, oh, well, she's coming back. That's so annoying. I mean, uh, so uh, let's just talk about Clara very quickly. Mm. And I think Clara Oswald is the worst thing to happen to the Capaldi era. Mm. But she's also really good. Mm. So like in series eight, I think her and Peter, great, mm. great companion. Mm. You know, it's that sort of Tom Baker, Sarah Jane vibe. They work With a bit so... of like Sixie and Perry thrown in. Yeah, because they... They really go at each other, yeah. don't they? But they work very well. Mm. And you sort of can't really imagine them with anyone else. Like yeah. you can't really imagine Colin with anyone else. No. You know, he doesn't quite work with Bonnie Langford. I mean, they're fine, mm. but you know, it's... The, the it's, it's just it's different, different it's, isn't it's, it? Yeah. There's more of a rapport. And I think that's the same here. The trouble is when she stayed on for a little bit longer. So, you know, she was supposed to go in mm. last Christmas, mm -hmm. which would have been such a beautiful ending yeah. that he goes to see her. And there she is. She's all young. But no, she's not. She's mm. old. Mm -hmm. But because he's a time traveller and he... He sees everybody differently. You know, he can see everyone's time streams. Mm -hmm. You know, she's not old to him, mm. which I just think is so it, it nice. Was very it's touching. really touching. And I just, I love the idea of that, you know, he just stayed with her mm. until she like passed in her sleep. In, yeah. and, that, and that was it. That was the end of the story. Mm. Then we get all this stuff. We get all this stuff about, oh, she's trying to match the doctor and she's almost trying to be the doctor. And this was always a weird thing with... Moffat and this character sort of wanting to make a doctor. I was trying light. to remember if it was going to be in the opening credits of Hell Bent that her face appears in the title sequence. And then I remembered it was the previous yes, year's finale. Yes, this is the weird thing. So they've had this Clara Who thing yeah. going on for a little while. Yeah. And do you think it kind of gets resolved here? Do you? Because the story is. She steps up to be the doctor. Yeah. And she gets killed by a crow. Yeah. <laughs> ah! 
kills her. James Corden, what? <laughs> She's gone, yeah. right? So stepping up to be the doctor when you're not the doctor yeah. gets you killed. Yeah. And that's the end of the story, right? Yeah. Um, that, that's good. That's good. That's a really good thing because that, that just, yeah, you know, you cannot be the doctor. No. Um, unless, see, unless, how do I work my way out of this? Unless I contrive that he brings her out of her time stream, right? And she's still alive, yeah? <laughs> and then she's also like immortal because yeah, of something. Yeah, she, like she, she's a fixed point. She's a fixed she? point in history. And you know, you can't change the past. You can't mess with established continuity unless it's Clara Roswald, of course. Yeah. Um, all those other times where he could have gone back and saved Adric or whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever. It's Clara Roswald is the, is the important part of it all, really. Um, <laughs> And then you give her a TARDIS. So she stepped and a up companion. to be- And a companion. So she stepped up to be the doctor, died, and then we just gave her a TARDIS and she became the doctor anyway. Yeah. So, and what, and what happens to her afterwards? They go back to Gallifrey. No, they go on and off around the universe for a bit. Oh, okay, and fine. Then, and I, then I, they I go back. Because they're both immortal, aren't they? Yeah. Oh yeah, she says we'll, we'll go and visit some places yeah. first. And, so I think earlier on in the series, they make some sort of suggestion that me and Clara might sort of fancy each other a little right, bit. So, okay. you know, this is all just going straight into Moffat's slash fiction pot of like, mm. well, he, I'm going to have two young need... immortal women yeah. that fancy each other. Going around the TARDIS in their American you know, diner. Yeah. Are very obviously electrically charged people with their eccentricities and stuff and their zest for life. Mm-hmm. Who knows what might happen in that American <laughs> diner? <laughs> it's like, come oh, on, really? God. Um, yeah. So Clara, you know, is is the doctor. You yeah. Know, Clara is as, as is as good as, is as powerful as, is as moral as as the, as the doctor. Yeah. And I know that we have that thing where the doctor is made more human by their companions mm. and stuff. But it very rarely happens that the doctor is diminished. You know, I don't want to say diminished because he's not diminished by by. It, it's just seeing him in that state where he can't he can't remember, he can't recall things. Yeah. And Clara's being a step ahead the whole time, mm. and it's like again we're talking about Hellbent already. Yeah. But you, you can't really t- not talk about Clara no, no, no. and this whole finale with yeah. that because this is her swan song. You know, that she uh, she asks him to recount a story about herself. Yeah. To her, um, and doesn't sort of you know, let on that everything will be all right. You know, he kind of goes off, walks off into the sunset thinking, well, you know, I can't remember why I was upset, but maybe I was upset at some point. Mm. And he makes peace with the stuff that he can't remember. Yeah. But it, it does feel like, again, listen, she's under the bed and tells the first doctor. Exactly, yeah. Not to yeah. be scared of the monsters or whatever. Yeah. It, she's, she's got a guiding she, hand in this, in this. She is omnipresent, isn't alien she? Alien being's life. Yeah. In this time traveling. Yeah, you know, even life. to the point of saying, oh, take that TARDIS, mm. which fecking annoyed me. I mean, that, the whole, I mean, that was that. bad enough. And then for then the following year to be like, hey, William Hartnell, yeah. <laughs> here's your mantra for the rest of mm-hmm. time. It's, and, and it's she's, frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I definitely think that she is, she is the, you know, she's very good, but she bogs down that series mm. quite a bit. Jenna Coleman is, is excellent. Jenna Coleman is superb. She's yeah. such a good actress. Mm. And watching this, I mean, all I put was Jenna Coleman 
two hearts next mm. to it because mm -hmm. yeah she's so good mm. um and uh, so awesome that she's gone on to do yeah loads yeah. of really high profile and, cool stuff and actually even at the end when she is going around the tardis mm. console and she's flicking all the switches and she's talking yeah like the doctor yeah yeah i was watching it and i was like i couldn't really appreciate it at the time because mm. we hadn't had a, a lady doctor by that point but watching it back now i was like yeah it, I, it's it, weird. It's not framed like that, is it? But when you watch it now, you're, you're like, like, well, yeah, that's kind of what it's almost setting up now, isn't yeah. it? And obviously with the general in that episode as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny, isn't it, really, that you think all that, you know, and how big that was at the time. Like, you know, mm. I feel like I've got issues with the Doctor shooting the general we'll anyway, but we'll get on to that. Um, yeah, so I think it was a shame. It was a shame they carried her on post the Christmas special because it drags this series down. I think it would have been much nicer to have had his second series be a fresh start, you know. Mm -hmm. He's the he is the carryover, and then you've got a new companion to give it a zest of life, which yeah. is exactly what happens in series ten. Exactly. Which is why series ten is so good. Yeah. Um But then for them to then kill her off in Face of the Raven and then do all this, it's again like, oh really? It's the bloody Rory thing. How many times can you kill that bastard all mm. the fucking time? Mm. You know, and I like Rory, but it is, it became a joke. It became a joke within the series. They're like, oh, keeps on dying. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, they just, they, he just didn't know when to stop. I think this is the problem. Mm. He needed someone to just turn around and be like, I think dramatically it would be better if you just leave her dead, Stephen. Because I think the Doctor could still have gone off and had that vengeful I'm going to get you wrestle on in the Time Lords. But that's what I thought Hellbent was going to be. Yeah. And when it isn't, and you only have a quarter of the episode, Doctor Who versus Rassilon. Yeah. On Gallifrey for the first time properly. Yeah. In forever. And then it's not that. They yeah. run around the catacombs for, you know, yeah. in, in the cloisters for 15 I, minutes. I, I put it in my notes that this is a very muddled finale because it feels like Stephen wanted to tell the story of Clara and the Doctor trying to escape Gallifrey and all this sort of stuff. Mm. But he remembered, oh shit, I've set up all this stuff about mm. trying to find Gallifrey and all this kind of stuff. And Rassilon's there and he's still in power, but he's a baddie. So, oh shit, I've got to try and get him out of the way before mm. I can really get That's into the story like. that I want and to you've tell. And you Donald Sumter as yeah. Rassilon. And it's like, I can't believe we're only seeing 15 minutes yeah. of what this conflict could be. Yeah. Because, you know... If it turns out, you know, the Time Lords are responsible for Clara's death or whatever, yeah. you know, he's on he's on a, a, a vengeful spree. Yeah. Then why don't we have that story? Mm. We have to have Clara back in the story. Yeah. For for God knows what reason. Yeah. It's so I I, I don't know if Stephen doesn't like happy endings. I don't know if he doesn't like it when, when characters can't walk off into the sunset in some way. Yeah. And I don't I don't know. I don't know if that's his style, you mm. know. But it just seems to me that you're right. He just doesn't know when to stop when he's yeah. got a good idea or something's dramatically paid off. Yeah, he has to subvert it in a way that it kind of ruins yeah. the dr the drama of it slightly yeah. for me. And I think that's my problem. And and it, as we went as you said at the beginning with the Capaldi thing, it's so close to being so good. Mm. But then something just happens that sweeps you under the rug. Maybe it's a production choice, yeah. like Missy's face coming out of the computer. Oh fuck me! In the Magician's <laughs> yeah. Apprentice, do you know what I mean? Maybe it's just something that, like, we. Wh what? what is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is this? Yeah, it's ba it's it's baffling, and not even a, in a kind of, you know, Pip and Jane Baker, it, yeah, Celeste, you know, early Sylve era kind of 
what is it? What's, Ken, yeah. Ken Dodd's, what kept Ken Don doing there? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's not even that kind of thing. It's no. like, what was, who made that, that joyous yeah. stare? Um, anyway, let's talk about Heaven Sent <laughs> for the third time. Um, that whole opening with Capaldi coming out of the mm. teleport and wandering around, all so good. Yeah. And his narration yeah. about death, yeah. being born alongside you and following you yeah. is so good. Yeah. Um, and obviously the story is an allegory for grief. Yeah. And sort of getting over, you know, yeah. trauma or whatever mm. and saying, it, you know, it's always there at the back of your mind yeah. and you can't really get over it. Yeah. And, you know, all that kind of stuff. And but I love that line where he says, because there's some great lines in this There really story. are some brilliant bits um, of But there's that really lovely line where he says, the worst day isn't when someone's when someone mm, dies is mm, when they stay dead mm. you know the following days because um, at least you have something to do yes something to do and that's so true that is so mm. true um yes it was it is such a good story and beautifully directed yeah rachel, but rachel Talele yeah. is just you know she is on top form mm. here and it's a shame really because i mean the direction for the next story is good. Yeah. But I think this one really shows what an imaginative sort of visual storyteller she is. I, th I think that's because the script is allowing her to do that. Yeah. Really, when you, if you look at the script, it probably isn't as long as most Doctor Who scripts because you get bursts of monologue yeah. from Peter Capaldi and then a action yeah. and running and uh, montages and stuff like that. So it, it's, it is kind of letting her yeah. creative vision sort of breathe, yeah. you know, like all the stuff in the TARDIS when he, you know, Moffat loves a mind palace. Mm. And I, and I, because it, it also obviously happens in Sherlock and you yeah. think this is a thing that he does. It's a trope of his. Yeah. And I don't mind it. I have to oh, say, really? and I think it works really well in here. Okay. Because it's almost like he needs, it's a radiator that needs to be bled. It's yeah. like he needs to let steam off. You know, let me have uh, a one and a half minute scene where I rip through some dialogue yeah. and it's really sharp yeah. and really entertaining yeah. to watch, especially to, to watch Peter Capaldi perform it yeah. because that's a great marriage. Mm. Stephen Moffat dialogue in those moments yeah. and Peter Capaldi it just yeah. works really, really well. And then when you add Rachel Talele and the way she's making these monologues move and uh, the stuff with the chalkboard and the way that yeah. all cuts together and stuff. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's so good. And, um, and on top of that, I think obviously it's a very stylish production mm. generally, the way it's shot and, you know, the look of the place. I mean, the castle that they've shot at mm. is lovely. Yeah. And obviously the, the design of it in CGI form is really cool. Um, but I've got to say props to Murray Gold because I think... I was going to say exactly the same thing. I think he's the score is possibly about an hour long mm. of all new music, pretty much, mm. give or take like the Twelfth Doctor's theme and maybe a bit of Clara. And there's a bit of like Shepherd's Boy that Shepherd's gets reused Boy that in the he, next one as well. Yeah, you know, so the Shepherd's Boy. Yeah, this is like the first. He's obviously Shepherd's Boy is used in um, Day of the Doctor, sort mm. of briefly. But this is like the first big hurrah. And I think that's probably one of his sort of best pieces of music. Yeah, and I just think the whole thing. Um, is so good because I, I was trying to be a, a clever bugger uh, and sounded like I was very cultured. But to me, the score, it's again, kind of sort of funereal. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's got that sort of funeral vibe, um, but There's, it's kind of like Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 7 
Il Allegretto. I think I was thinking of exactly the same piece of music because yeah. I think Charlie Brooker uses it a lot yes. in his wipe shows. I think, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I recognise where yeah. he's kind of getting that motif from or that yeah. cue from. And I've said it, I've said before, I've kind of, you know, probably been wrong in saying, oh, Murray Gold's slavering music all over this stuff. But as somebody very rightly pointed out in the comments of one of the earlier videos, he just writes to the material he's given. Yeah. It's not his choice how much how, or how little yeah, it goes true. in. And there's a couple of bits where I think it would have been better if it was left quiet. Like okay. the bit where he goes into uh, that room at the fireplace and his clothes drying the first time. Okay. Uh, especially after such a rush yeah. of, you know, he's diving and he's he's calculating all this kind of stuff. And then you have that kind of like moment of... Yeah. But because the music's still playing over it, it, it kind of doesn't let you settle and yeah. reset into into that sort of uh, calm yeah. at that point. Like and, he... Like the doctor is doing exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but I have to say, I think it was it, it, it was a really, really, really great score. Yeah, listening to it today, I didn't realize how much electronic stuff he was still yeah. using. Yeah, like the synths of yeah. very, very eighties. That wonderful bit where he looks at the painting mm. and you've got such a like Peter Howley eighties mm. thing, and it's like, oh, and that's the flies good. on. It's the a fly, bit of the flies yeah, on the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, should we talk about the great Ghost of Christmas yet to come? Yeah, the veil is really cool. Mm. I like, I yeah, I think it's a genuinely scary monster because it's just it's just the Grim Reaper coming to get you. And the fact it's got flies, yeah, like the stench of death. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it's such a great kind of a cue for a monster. Yeah, that it's in its wake. You've yeah, got all this horrible stuff. Yeah, and it reeks. But then it's made out of cogs in the end. I was just about <laughs> to say when that happened, I was kind of like, oh, uh, you know, I'd have sooner it just like fizzled and it was just the robes were on the floor. Do you reckon we're traveling up its like up its robes in the title sequence? Then I, is that us going I was kind of thinking that. I was like, what is it about this era and cogs? Yeah. Oh my god. Are we traveling up the? You never know. I mean, we don't know what what it's got going on down there, but we're traveling up it, whatever it is. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like the veil. I think the veil's really cool. Um, and I love the way that Talele builds tension, especially in that scene with the painting, mm. where he's looking at the painting, and then it just cuts mm -hmm. to yeah. the to the screen and the POV shot of the veil coming towards mm. him. And you're like, oh, you know, he's there. And there's a couple world. of bits where you, it's lingering in the background. Yeah. And you can just about see it. Or, yeah. And, and there's a couple of bits as well in, in Hellbent where you can see the cloister wraiths moving in the background yeah. and stuff. It, just to keep things happening in the background. Yeah. just makes it all seem like it's all still a threat. It, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. You're in the throng of it. Um, yeah, it's very good. And there's also that other great moment where it seems like he's looking at nothing and the doctor's mm. like, well, where the hell is it? And then mm. he opens the door and he's there. Mm. I mean, there's so many good, like, ooh, mm. sort of jumpy moments and, you know, the bit in the, in the grave. grave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, It's such a good story. Mm. It's such a good story. I think at the time I was, I didn't quite get it, mm. but on subsequent rewatches, and especially this time, I was just like, yeah, this is such a good piece of television. It's got that kinder thing to it where it, it's yeah. like an uneasy sort of, uh, fever dream yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. yeah, and I just, I, you know, I can't imagine another series that would have a go at doing something like this. Exactly. This feels like such a Doctor who -y thing mm. to do. Um, the other thing that came to mind was, could we imagine another Doctor doing this story? No. No. It's like Tom in Genesis or, yeah. you know, 
Peter in Earthshock. Yeah. You can't imagine. I could not any other imagine no. in, this, in this story. Like, you know, we've talked to quite a lot, and I know it's a big complaint about, you know, um, Jodie's doctor giving these big speeches and stuff, and it never really quite mm. feeling natural. And I sort of kind of thought that. I was like, my God, I could not imagine her being able to get, you know, all that stuff in the TARDIS where he's mm. going around, you know, chatting to Clara. Mm. I was like, I can't imagine her doing it. And I couldn't no. imagine any of them doing it, really. There's mm. just something about Peter Capaldi where it was like, this is it's his story. His, he, he, he makes the weight, that the words carry weight in a way that I think other, other performers who've played the Doctor sometimes haven't been able to do. Yeah. Especially when it's like rabbity dialogue. Yeah. When it's just like, you know, yeah, machine gun fire quips and, and cl clever little one-liners and stuff, which is what Moffat's, you know, very strong at in his dialogue. Yeah. And I think that sometimes, yeah, we've said it before, like actors who play the Doctor can make it feel a bit laboured or sound a yeah. little bit forced. Yeah. But yeah, like maybe it's the way Peter paces himself or the way it's yeah. been staged, but it just feels very natural. Mm. It just feels like it just feels like a monologue. It yeah. feels like a theatrical performance yeah. you're watching, like a yeah. stage performance. Yeah, it's, I, I, just watching it, all mm. I could think of is, man, I miss you mm. as Doctor Who. Mm. I miss him so much. I don't know if I mentioned this when we did the 60th anniversary, what we'd like to see. Yeah. But if he does not come back for the 60th, I will be so disappointed. Mm. I really, you know, it's been a few years now. Oh, if anyone gets a mini-sode, please let it be Peter. I think he's often overlooked for me anyway, yeah. as like somebody who could come back and do it or that I would want to see come back and do yeah. it. Because I, I just kind of get the impression a little bit that, he, you know, him and Doctor Who had their time together mm. and he's, you know, not in any rush to revisit. Yeah. And, I, and that's fair enough. Yeah. I don't like think, Tom. Like Tom, yeah. not quite like Chris, but somewhere in the middle there, yeah. you know? And I think I'd love to see him back. But when I when I think of the likelihood of it, I mm. think he's as low down as Chris. Yeah. In 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 a, in a yeah. way for different reasons. But yeah. I think that maybe he's like creatively, I've done that. Yeah. Rather than I I've got you yeah. know, ghosts or yeah. whatever from that time. Mm. It's a shame, isn't it? Mm. And like you know, you've, I've seen pictures of him, you know, going around when they were shooting the Suicide Squad. You know, and he was basically dressed as Doctor Who. He went into a comic book shop and there was his yeah. cover and he's basically dressed as Doctor Who. Yeah. Like, you're still Doctor Who. Yeah. You know. He so loved doing it. Yeah. And that you can tell it was just like boyhood dream. Yeah. I'm actually doing it. Yeah. And and I think that the reason that this story works so well is I think this is the kind of Doctor Who that he would have he's always kind of wanted yeah. to be. Like, you know, it is almost like watching a really good fan of the show yeah. playing a Doctor yeah. because he's so effortlessly Doctor Who. He knows exactly the kind of way that the Doctor yeah. would say something or look at something or regard a person or a situation. Yeah, um, He's just pinpoint accurate with every yeah. part of that portrayal. I think this is the, the story where I, maybe the production were kind of like, this is what mm. his Doctor needs to be like. Mm. Because obviously you had... The first series grumpy was a bit of too grumpy, you know, and sort of downright horrible at times. Mm. And then, of course, you've got then the entire flip at the the first half of series nine with, I mean, you obviously still got these stupid bloody glasses. Yeah, I, was, I, I noted the Sonic sunglasses. I'd forgotten about the sunglasses. And then when they turned up, I was like, ugh. Um, yeah. But, you know, 
he, yeah, you, you know, and I like the guitar, you know, I think at the time I was like, oh, I don't like the guitar, but I actually do like the guitar. I like that he's got a little Yeah, if thing. you, if you would like the one that he has in Hellbent, it is a 66 Epiphone G600 with a big speed Telecaster vibrato. Right. And if you want the black one, which I think is the really cool looking one, the black the sparkly, sparkly one, one, yeah, that is a Yamaha SGV 800 cosplay fans. There you go. Wow. Uh, How much would that fetch you? Uh, well, the epi it's an Epiphone. Basically, it's a Gibson SG, the one in Hellbent. Right. But an Epiphone do cheap versions of, of Gibson SG. So if you want a cheap alternative, get just an Epiphone SG and you'll have the same guitar as him. Um, but the the Yamaha one, and I think that's, thing that's quite disappointing is because of the copyright around guitar shapes, mm. you can't have them as action figure accessories because it just kind of oh, makes really? sense. Because does he come with a guitar? So none of the none of the character options no. figures come with the guitar, but the upcoming Big Chief Studios figure comes with the guitar. I'd be um, interested to see what it looks like. I don't know yeah. if seen the pictures of it or not. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good figure because oh. I've worked on that one. There you go. That was, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, we, good, good story. We get our first mention here, though, Matt, of the hybrid. Oh, yeah. So, should we talk a bit about what the hybrid is? Because I've got a list of all the different things we're told about the hybrid. Interesting. Yeah, I wanted across to Across these this two, up. right? Yeah. So, the hybrid, according to the 12th Doctor in Heaven Sent. Yeah was half Dalek, half Time Lord. Yeah. Then it was the Doctor. Yeah. He says, I'm the hybrid. Yeah. The hybrid is me. Yeah. Right? Interestingly, the script has that the hybrid is me. Me is capitalised. Mm -hmm. So it is not ambiguous. He obviously means a shielder. Right. But obviously for the purposes of the cliffhanger, mm. you want people, you know, people want to be like, what? He's been exactly. the hybrid the whole time? So... When you're told, you know, that the, the hybrid is half Dalek, half Time Lord, you go, shit, that's like a, yeah, that's a super weapon. That's like a really interesting conceit. Okay, I'm interested to see the hybrid eventually when it appears. Yeah. Half Dalek, half Time Lord. What yeah. does that look like? Yeah. Oh, it's the Doctor. That's the inference that's made. I know yeah. me, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's the Doctor. I mean, it's still the Doctor, a, a shielder. It? Well, we're, we're going to get there. <laughs> Then it was half something, half something else, because the Time Lords say it's two warrior races. Two warrior races, yeah. And now it's me. Me is, you're the hybrid. Yeah, okay? a shielder. Because but now it's part time... human, part... Exactly, uh, Maya. Maya, that's right. it, yeah. And... That's a shit story. But all the while that people are, you're the hybrid, this is the hybrid, that's yeah. a hybrid. <laughs> it's not like contradicted mm. in any way. Like I'm taking this script at face value. Yeah. I don't have a fucking clue what the hybrid is. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone really does. No, but like, you know, you're watching it for the first time and you're being told that's the hybrid yeah. and she's the hybrid and that could be the hybrid and the hybrid, you know, I like the line of what color is it? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Nobody ever tells you anything, you know, yeah. useful. You don't, Stephen. <laughs> you don't tell us anything useful. And so it makes it really difficult to invest in it. Yeah. Because you know, now it's now it's the show is insinuating it's the Doctor again. Yeah. And then, oh, because he's half human. Because he's half human potentially. And then no, actually, it's you and Clara. Yeah. In the space of about two minutes, yeah. you get all these different possible things for what the hybrid is. Yeah. So it's the point where you're just like, I, don't, I honestly don't care and, anymore. And, and I think that feels like such a cop out the the Doctor and Clara exactly. are the hybrid because that is such a wafer thin idea, like. Uh, but you wouldn't call them the high. You would, who would say that? It would be like, oh, this creature. No, it's two people. Well, 
What the fuck? And the fact that's like saying Laurel and Hardy are uh, the hybrid because one's fat and one's skinny. Oh, you best of both worlds. What the fuck? And then to muddy it all up again, we're reminded that it was actually down to Missy that oh, yeah. they came together in the first place oh, anyway. Yeah. So then you're like, so yeah. So is it an ancient Time Lord thing? Or how did Missy plant that yeah. to the wraiths? Because the wraiths told the Doctor about the hybrid, but Missy also, like, I know it's timey-wimey. And like I said before, I it's can wanky, forgive a lot wanky of, is what it I is. Know, I can forgive a lot of timey-wimey stuff. But when you actually, you know, people make those River Song timeline charts oh, and they yeah. all look crazy. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's kind of cool that, you know, someone's tried to make sense <laughs> of it. But then... You know, you can't have one of those to explain your plot, your whole yeah. plot thing for the yeah. whole year, for your for your big kind of mystery yeah. box. I was really annoyed when Missy got mentioned because mm. she says, "Oh, Missy, the master." Yeah. Just in case people forgot that yeah. they were the same person. But it's what she calls him. She's like, "Oh, um, like oh, the master, an agent of chaos or something," mm. which is kind of like the the Joker yeah. thing from the Dark Knight. Yeah. And I remember hearing it the first time and then hearing it the other day. I was just like, no, don't. You know, mm. that's not the master. You mm. know, the master's not, you know, the master's just an asshole. <laughs> you know, he's not, he, I don't think of the master as the person there like, what am I yeah. going to do? You know? I think it, it's, there uh, are certain interpretations that are a bit more like than the other. I think, I think Ainley's the most like yeah. that kind of pantomime. Yeah, baddie. but I don't think, I don't think he necessarily realizes. No. You know, I think he doesn't in his have own, those thought processes. Yeah, I think in yeah. his own head, he's you know exactly. he doesn't realize how much of a camp pantomime villain he is. Exactly, but that's um, what makes the master that, funny because yeah. they're dangerous and they are so unself-aware of themselves. Yeah, right. Um, so I, yeah, that annoyed me because, and again, it's sort of like, well, fuck talking to this silly cow, me, who I hate. I hate mm. that character. Mm. That is another issue with series nine is that you have two stories slap bang in the middle mm -hmm. dedicated to the fact that they were like, shit, how can we get Game of Thrones people to watch Doctor Who? Mm. We'll just write in this really shit character and get Maisie Williams to play it. And Who, whose schedule obviously didn't allow for an awful lot because in this story, she, she's on the TARDIS set yeah, and she's on this other set sat, sat in a chair yeah. for a bit. And she's just like in normal clothes as well. It just feels like she just turned up one day. Yeah. Said, right, come on, yeah. get it, get well, it done. She, you know, she's, she was from Bristol. So, you know, yeah. she was only at the road if she needed your reshoots and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it just, it's a shame. And <clears> I, yeah. I mean, I, I, this is no offence to her because I think she's a very good actress and she's excellent in um, Game, of Game of Thrones. But it's just a shame. And then when she mentions the master, you kind of think, well... Why isn't he here? <laughs> well, the four knocks. Yeah. Oh, that annoyed me. And I was like, you don't need to go, oh, why is it always four knocks? C come on. This was, that was years ago. Uh, and also you're telegraphing something so, that yeah. isn't going to happen. Yeah. Because the camera's going to spin round. And I, I don't know if they thought that it would elicit the same reaction. Yeah, okay. So the, the, the camera pans round and in that chair yeah. is John Sim. <gasps> Holy fuck. Can you imagine? Right. Yeah. The camera pans round and a shield is sat there. Uh, Fuck, what? Not her again. Who? Yeah. You? Me? Us? <laughs> God. Um, uh, let's take it from the top. We've got to Hellbent now. We right. can work through Hellbent yeah. now. Oh, but before we get on to oh, Hellbent. Oh, go on, yeah. Heaven Sent, so punching the wall. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, it's the, the whole allegory with the Brothers Grimm yeah. story. It's kind of like, I mean, where's this come from? Yeah. You know? But 
it's it's I like it. It's like a visual metaphor. I think it looks quite cool. Yeah. Um, and the fact it takes him what four billion years to, to do, do it. it. Yeah. You know, I I, I think yeah. it's it's kind of. I think that it is a cool idea. Yeah. That is utterly undermined mm. again by what happens in Hellbent. True. I think that doesn't help it being a bit silly. Okay. Because um, it's like he's gone through all of that. Yeah. And we'll get onto it. And then he just gets her out of her time stream anyway. He doesn't even like break the skin on no, his hands. It's very no. impressive. Uh, but no, I, 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 I mean, I remember at the time thinking this is dumb. And it is, it is silly because mm. obviously, you know, it's not possible. Mm. But fuck it, you know, what, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's fine. You know, it I, took him four billion years. It took him four Maybe billion years. Maybe it is possible, you know, yeah. realistically. Um, and I love all that. I love that you know, the realisation like, oh shit, this isn't even like the first Doctor, yeah, the, yeah. the first Peter Capaldi to have done all this yeah. stuff. You know, you, oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. Um, yeah, what a great story. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's talk about Hellbent instead. Yeah. Uh, I should say overnights and viewing figures and stuff. Oh, yeah. So Heaven Sent got 4.5 overnight with a 6.1 final. Right. And Hellbent... It was critically pla- praised, wasn't it? Was, it was, yeah. Hellbent also got a 6.1 final, but did slightly worse in the overnights, but only by half a he, mil. He was robbed not getting an award for that yeah, story. Yeah, I know. That, that, why did he not get a BAFTA? Why did they give a BAFTA to some fucking whoever in some bloody police... Drama, because that's always that. Because Doctor Who's not popular. Yeah. Doctor Who's not cool not, yeah, enough not, to give an award yeah. to until Russell's in charge of it again. Then everybody yeah. will go, oh, the, it's aut- such a shame. the auteur's Doctor Who. Let's yeah, give you, know, you would that, just you be know. like, this was, you know, why did no one at BAFTA be like, no one has ever done this before. No mm. one's ever just gone, right, let's make a, an hour long drama and only have one character in it mm. chatting, you know. Exactly. Oh, it's, it's, I bet Tom Baker was watching it and going, that was what I bloody wanted to yeah. do. They wouldn't let it me. It would have been better with a talking cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, charts changed slightly for this week. Uh, formerly, it was Sorry by Justin Bieber. Now it's Love Yourself by Justin Bieber. So he's still in the charts, but we're okay. in a different tune this week. Right. Um, why are we in Nevada, Matthew? Uh, Slash that American diner that's oh, now see. closed yeah. on um, Cardiff Bay. Yeah, did you ever go there? Yeah, yeah a couple of times. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Um, nice yeah. people in there. They could tell when Doctor Who fans walked in. It was probably the stench. <laughs> yeah, it was always. It always did feel like it was only Doctor Who fans, and then maybe yeah, like yeah. a one family of yeah. like normal people thinking. And what a kid's I birthday in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was nice. It was a nice place and nice milkshakes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why are we in Nevada? Pass. Okay. Why are we in Nevada? I, I don't know. I did notice that Fox's cover of Don't Stop Me Now is, in the is playing in the diner, yeah. which I thought was quite cool. That's sweet. And yeah, I think the gimmick with the guitar is nice. It yeah. Gives, it, it gives his doctor something else. Yeah. And you don't, you know, it's no different to Patrick Trout having a recorder. Yeah. Except it's slightly bulkier. Yeah. And more difficult to plug in places. Yeah. But, uh, not you know, when you've got sonic glasses. Not that... when you've got sonic sunglasses. Yeah. Um, and I like that, that Clara's theme becomes yeah. diegetic sound or non-diegetic sound. I always forget yeah. which way around. But yeah, it, you know, it becomes part of the u- the, the universe. You mm. know, it is, it is her theme. 
that the Doctor has conjured up from his brain. It is, you know, the Doctor playing a song called Clara and mm. Clara asks to be told about Clara. So rather than having a story about the Doctor and Gallifrey having just wrapped up Clara's death and the Doctor's grief in the previous story, we're actually going to have another story Do, about Clara. Does that mean that uh, all incidental music in Doctor Who is just a soundtrack that in the Doctor's the coming up with? That would make sense. I've got a great one that goes da 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 da. da. Um, sliders and cloister wraiths—they're quite cool, aren't they? They're quite cool. It's a shame that there's not more to them because it's just one of those things where they look good, but mm. they don't really do anything. Well, I think except, like they sound like Tie Fighters. Yeah, they, yeah, they do. That's yeah. very odd. Um, they don't do anything because. There's also Dalek, Cybermen and Weeping Angels down yeah, in the cloister. Yeah, the cloister wars. And I wrote in my notes, I was like, fuck me, big big finish, hello, where have you, where have you been? Where's this clo cloister wars box set? You've got Cybermen, you've got Daleks, you've got Weeping Angels. Oh, come on, it's, all, it's all a, the things that you like you can, writing. You can bring in Romana if you want. You've yeah, got all the Gallifrey not? crew. You can flesh out a cloister wraith mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Four-part Cloister Wraith box set coming up. Because yeah. um, I thought he was just going to be like, oh, probably left over from the Time War. Like, yeah, that makes but there's sense. a whole other thing. No, this, these are the Cloister Wars. I mean, I like, maybe that was in the Time War. Who, who knows? Who cares? I, I also I also love the fact with the Dalek being in there that it got in. It broke yeah. in. How the fuck did it sneak in? Did it, did it have a big collar on and just like was queuing up <laughs> for the canteen and just like, don't mind me, I am, I'm the Time Lord as well. I'm a reformed Dalek or something on remand. Oh dear. But I mean, he was in with the sliders, you know, they're just the. Oh, yeah, yeah just things. Just uh, along. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I, it, I mean, there's... the Cyberman, how did he get in? <laughs> well, it, well. Uh, I mean, they well technically Cybermen have a tendency to like dress up as other people because they do it in um, well, Ten Planet. It's one of those fast ones, so it could just run really quickly oh, it did through all the Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. It did, it did, the that's exactly what it did, and the, and the, and the Weeping Angel just blinked in, yeah, 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 and then got stuck in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so the Doctor is on Gallifrey. Mm. He steps through the portal created by the Confession yeah. Dial, and he's on Gallifrey. And Gallifrey looks great. Yeah. And it's, you know, that panning shot at the end of Heaven Sent when you see the, yeah. the city, you know, it looks great. And that... I remember being genuinely surprised. Mm. Being like, whoa, Gallifrey. What? Yeah. Every I love Gallifrey. Yeah. I think that Gallifrey gets a bad rap as like a boring location to go and visit. Because, yeah. Oh, we're going to go and talk to Time Lords and their whole thing is yeah. boring and blah, blah, blah. But I really like Gallifrey. I think Gallifrey when, it's, and... when it's done sporadically, mm. you know, and it's, it's made an event like in... The War Games or The Deadly Assassin. Not every other week like in the 80s. Yeah, you know, when you then turn up there for like more, um, for Ark of Infinity, you're like, all right. And then mm. Five Doctors, you're like, oh, okay. And mm. then sort of in Trial of a Time Lord, you're like, all right, okay, these buggers again. Mm. Um, but it works here because it's like, yeah. okay, you know, you, you see them sparingly enough. Um, yeah, I mean, it, visually it looks great. Yeah. I will... Say, though, I still think the best-looking Gallifrey probably has been in the Chibnall era. Mm. Because I think they did a nicer job of yeah. really tying it into yeah. how it looked in The Deadly Assassin. I think obviously, you're right. like, you know, OG. Panopticon. Proper Panopticon. Spaces, yeah. It, yeah. You know, and Sela Rassilon. And I must say, hats off to Stephen Moffat for bringing back the Sela Rassilon. Mm -hmm. Because, obviously, Russell used his own logo. Yeah. Um, you do see the Sela Rassilon very briefly in mm -hmm. certain stories. But... 
this time they're just like, fuck it, no, this is that is the logo that of the is Time, the logo Lords, of the time you know? Lords, and it's, why, it's yeah, why would you change there. it? Yeah, I love it. I love seeing the High Council. Yeah, I like the Sisterhood of Khan being there. Another thing that I said, props to Stephen mm -hmm. for bringing them back in because I mean I love the Brain of Morbius. It's one of my favourite stories. Yeah, um, superb. So yeah, Sisterhood of Khan, that's great. Absolutely, and the whole thing of of him walking into town and kind of letting people know. Let them know the doctor's here. Yeah, it's like a western. It is like a western, and it's a really cool um, way of kind of reintroducing the doctor as the outsider coming in. Yeah, it kind of it's like he's Jesus walking amongst people as well. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. obviously you have the war hero yeah. stuff. Yeah, and he's the man with no name, isn't he? He is yeah. Clint Eastwood. He's exactly. the man with no name. He puts on a coat that is cowboy esque, mm -hmm. and you know it's sort of Undertaker esque. Mm. You know, there's this sort of mm. real thing of like, oh, he's like a bringer of death. It's like his. It's like his anti-doctor suit it's yeah, like the evil yeah. doctors or not the evil doctor but the valiard like, yeah it's, it's, it's you know this is when I have to do bad work yeah yeah I wear yeah. this um, um, what do you, who do we think this older lady that is was that one of my in? notes so obviously we go back to the, the barn the mm. childhood barn I imagine she's like the old dear that old dear is probably the, the voice that we hear and listen of the mm. woman when you know that guy's like oh well he'll never be a time lord mm. so I don't necessarily think it's like his mother or anything no I always thought it was like a like a nanny uh, yeah and she and she gathers kids who are promising it, young yeah. high Gallifreyans yeah yeah and <clears throat> they shape them in the wilderness yeah. and yeah yeah haze them <laughs> One, one interesting thing that I noted about the Gallifreyans, not the Time Lords, but the mm. Gallifreyans that living in the mm. uh, the Outlands, so the Shabugans, the Shabugans, as they are now more commonly referred to, uh, they all look suspiciously Spanish. Is this because it was shot in uh, Lanzarote by any chance? Yeah, they're yeah, like, oh, wherever it was, yeah. They're, I was like, mm, you're, you're all very dark Mediterranean-looking people. <laughs> Indeed. Um, <laughs> With the one, the one pale-as-milk Scottish <laughs> actor and then, you know, a few other English people and you're like, ah, okay. Exactly. Well... They're out in the deserts uh, of Gallifrey. The Gallifrey. They get a nice tan. There's like, there's at least more than there's at least one sun. There's more than one sun up there, isn't there? Is there? I don't know. I, think, I don't know. Something. But they always talk about the the burnt orange sky and, and all that the kind of silver stuff. leaves and the exactly skies um, of blue, the, the roses <laughs> seas of green. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we obviously have a really nice bit here where we have a. a a really tense standoff between the Twelfth Doctor and Rassilon, and, mm. and you think it's going to spin off into something, and it doesn't. Yeah, it spins off into him saying, "Fuck off!" Off you go. And he's like, "Okay." Yeah, and that's Rassilon gone. Yeah, it's such a shame. And you never see Rassilon no. again, and that's we're, we're only a quarter of the way through the story yeah. at this point. Is it better or worse that Timothy Dalton wasn't available to do this? I think if Timothy Dalton hadn't been available. It would have felt like a waste of Timothy Dalton, mm. but at least it's like wrapped up his incarnation. Yeah. At least there's like a beginning point and a bit of an end point yeah. rather than this new incarnation debuting in the yeah. story that they then departed. Yeah. You know? But then I guess the thing is, if you've got Timothy Dalton, you'd be like, oh shit, you can't just have him in it for like five minutes at the beginning and then tell him to sod off. True. You need him to be more of a presence in it. True. I think it's, yeah, it would be nice to have Timothy Dalton back in because obviously, you know, it's he did nice such a good job, wasn't he? And, and, and yeah, exactly. He was a good wrestler. He was a good wrestler. Yeah. All the spitting was a bit weird, but, you know, we'll, we'll move past that. Um, the spit of wrestling. So, okay, we have dispensed with the possibly interesting part of the story, mm. and now we have to go back on to Clara. Yeah. So, the doctor convinces the general. Mm. 
the He's male good, general. Yeah, very good. Ken, uh, Boone. Ken Bones. Yeah. That uh, he needs to speak to Clara um, to work out what the hybrid is or yeah. to have a, a conflab. Yeah. Um, the doctor takes Clara out and the general's like, right, do what you need to do because you haven't got her long. You need to put yeah. her back and she's going to die. She's a fixed point in history. Yeah. And the doctor decides, no, actually, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take her away with me. Yeah. And you think, okay, right, how are you going to get yourself out of this? Is the general kind of going to go, you know, I'll turn a blind eye to this? Yeah. Which they kind of do. Yeah. But I think they completely miss the point of regeneration, death, well, you know. Yeah. Um, but what the doctor does instead is it's established the gun it does not have a stun function, that yeah. phaser. And the doctor shoots and kills yeah. a member of their own kind. The doctor shoots and kills anyone. Yeah. Doesn't matter that they've regenerated, as far as I'm concerned. Regeneration is death and rebirth, but yeah, yeah. it is fundamentally death. Yeah. You know, it, it, you know, it's like David Tennant's doctor dying. Mm. You know, that is it's not it's not just another person popping up. No. That's the death of that person's personality or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So and you know, it's just he's been around. You've got to think how mm. long this character, this version of that incarnation, has been around. Has been for around. A while. You know, because since the War Doctor, mm. and now they've gone through all of you know to the end of the universe, mm -hmm. and <laughs> it's the just Doctor so just blasts them. <laughs> like he punched him. He punches him in the face, doesn't he? Well, he to begin yeah, with, he, but he says, "I don't want to break your jaw." Yeah. So how did you get from that <laughs> to I'm going to gun you down I don't want to make you a draw but I'll shoot you exactly yeah why don't you just like glock him around the head with the back of the thing I mean that's slightly too violent but then the doctor does kill, the, <laughs> shoot, kill them kill. I mean I do like the line oh death is just man flu for time lords mm. that did make me laugh I think mm. that is a fun line but I do take umbrage with the fact that he is yeah he did he did kill that bloke but you know I think it would have made more sense for him for the general to have been like uh, alright fine, go, mm -hmm. but we will catch you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that would have been it. Obviously, Stephen wanted to be like, I'm not only going to cast, I'm not, I'm gonna want, I want to show yeah. the first on-screen regeneration. And that happens. Yeah. And that happens. Um, and obviously, 14th Doctor, Tania Miller turns up. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, and she's very good. She's very good. Um, a lot of people have an issue with the men egos line. Do they? Yeah. Why? I, I, I was going to bring it up because I thought it was um, people seem to make a, a big point out of it. Big, it's just a right, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, so yeah, I, you know, <clears throat> I'm not here as your prisoner, Davros, but as your executioner. Mm. That's a much more dramatically, yeah. like, pull the trigger. Then, yeah, Do you know what I mean. Yeah, look and at, you know, he's space Hitler. Mm, look at the situation <laughs> we're in here. Yeah. But not over this. No. That's a, you know, yeah. that, that is what makes the Doctor ultimately pull the trigger. I, I think it's because I, I, I don't think I buy, I buy Clara as much as other people do. No. It's like, and, and I don't quite get what they're going for because they're not pushing like a, they're in love with each other kind of thing. Yeah. But then there's also that bit where Clara says, you know, we're the same kind of person. Let's talk to each other properly. Yeah. And then the camera pans out yeah. and we see that lovely shot of Gallifrey. Yeah. And I kind of thought, if there was nobody else in that space right there, is the inference that they they're going to have a little <laughs> a, a little think? a little snuggle in the cloisters? Because I mean, obviously they don't, <coughs> and, I, and that's not the inference in that moment. But yeah. it seems a very weird way to 
leave that scene and yeah. then immediately come back to it. So yeah. I, I, what do you think she says to him? Oh, I think she definitely says, you know, I, I love you. Mm. And I think he does love her, mm. you know, but I think he loves her in the same way that he loved Sarah Jane and Joe Grant, you mm. know. I don't necessarily think it's like Rose Tyler loving. Mm. No, no, it's not. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because that would be inappropriate, I yeah. think, wouldn't it? Um, I think, and I think that's that's the thing that people are a bit yeah about with with that. Um, and I think I've seen in interviews, Jenna sort of say, "Oh, you know, we we play it as if you know they mm. they you know, they love each other." Um, obviously, you know, there are, there are many forms of love mm. um, in all about the shagging. Of, of course, of course. Um, but I think that that yeah, the way they actually mean. do that moment, I think yeah. actually works really well yeah. because you don't need to have a you know quite right kind of doomsday no. moment. No. You don't need to have any of that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, and and exactly like the fourth Doctor and Sarah Jane, there yeah. is a love there. Yeah. With with Joe and the third Doctor, yeah. and actually, there is a love there, I think, but it's different. I think the departure of Clara with the Doctor here, I know we're skipping ahead a little bit, mm. but it kind of echoes that Sarah Jane Smith mm. departure because she turns around to Tom and says, oh, don't you forget me? And he's like, oh, don't, don't you forget me? Mm. And she says, it sort of gets said here. And mm. she's like, oh, I don't think I could ever forget. No one could ever forget you. Yeah. Um, unless you're Donna. Uh, <laughs> poor Donna. Poor Donna. Uh, this is a weird one, though, because it's like, well, we're doing Journey's End, mm. but we're flipping it on its head. But pff, really, Why? It just feels like a bit of a rehash of that what? whole, like, oh, we're going to wipe your memories and... Oh, okay, I you see know, what you he's, mean. He's going to do that to I don't, I don't get. I don't really get that from, from this, but I, I gather he's doing it because... It's to protect her, isn't it? It's so that the so Time Lords don't come after her. Because they're the hybrids? Yeah. Right, okay. I guess because it's so <laughs> waffle-thin what is. the hybrid actually is. Yeah. I don't actually know why he's doing that. I don't think it's, you know, yeah. Like if they're not together, clear. then you know he could. He doesn't have to wipe her memories, surely. Mm. He could just dump her on some back on earth and be mm. like, "I'm sorry, you know, we just can't be around each other because otherwise we're the I, hybrid." But I guess the point is that God, because <laughs> they are infatuated with each other, yeah. there's a love or a, a yeah. you know, they want to be around each other. They yeah. they know that if they do that, they'd probably still end up wanting to be with each other and travel yeah. with each other and get each other into trouble. Mm. But then Clara decides to go off and do that anyway. Sod it. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll just do it on my own. Yeah. You know, maybe it's to protect him, so that he doesn't do daft stuff like take people out of their time streams. <laughs> yeah. Because it kind of ends up being that way. But you know, him doing it to himself, he's made that choice. It's not like yeah. she's protecting him from himself or the universe from him. You know. Yeah. It's it's just really muddled, and I think it, it I think that's why. It, it, and I, yeah, that it, is my. The, it has such a dramatic weight, heaven sent, and and it's it's compelling. Yes, but this isn't because because no. every time it's so there's there's it's frictionless. You know when you when yeah. you try and grab onto an interesting plot point, you realise yeah. that it's it's half baked. It's not actually there. Yeah, and they're inferring that there's something there, but everything points towards it being that thing and that thing and this thing. You're like, oh, I, but but then what what am I getting invested in? Yeah, it's it's trying to to do too much at once it's trying to tell one story very quickly and then get onto another story but there's not really any like you said there's no real focus there mm -hmm. um 
Uh, yeah, I, I literally just put it here. The hybrid remains such a flimsy, bloody idea, even to the end. Mm -hmm. um, like, what else? What else is there to say? I mean, really, not an awful lot really happens after after the cloisters. Yeah, you, you're, you're in the TARDIS. You're yeah, in the TARDIS. yeah, you're in the classic TARDIS. Um, and the classic TARDIS looks nice. It's nice to see a functioning, yeah. you know, stock TARDIS. That's yeah. cool. Shame they painted it white. They should have left it green. Yeah, true. I think it would look nicer. But I mean, it still looks really good. And it's a lovely set. You know, hearing all the old noises mm. and stuff, and obviously Capaldi's relishing it. And yeah, uh, you know, I love all that stuff where the Doctor's like, "Oh, you know, we'll have we'll have lunch and then we'll have breakfast because mm. we're time travelers and mm. that's how we roll and we'll have cocktails with Moses, you know, yeah. and stuff like that." And it's like, yeah, you know, you're 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 getting back into Doctor mode mm. now. Um, I, I think I think that that's lovely because yeah. it does it, it, it you know infers he's getting back into himself. Yeah, and, and that's that's really nice. What I, I then have a problem with at the end is Kara's gone, mm. but she's still having this massive... Yeah. She, her fingerprints are all over his life. Yeah. That she writes that note, what is it, that says, run, run you clever boy, boy, and be the doctor. Yeah. And it's like, who the fuck are you to tell him <laughs> to be the doctor? Yeah. Like, it, it, you know, it's obviously... I think I think it's because... They, like you said, realised with mm. Peter when he does performance it when, when it's written like it's written in, in Heaven Sent, or yeah. you know, when they get the character right, that is what the Doctor is. Yeah. It's like, okay, we've got him now. Yeah. But then for the show to kind of be like, the reason why we're actually starting to he's starting to hit his stride is because Clara's taught him how to be the Doctor again. Yeah. But he doesn't have any influence as far as he's aware. He doesn't know yeah. who this person is. Yeah. She has no influence over yeah. his life. You know, so it's it, it's all again still very muddled and, and doesn't have any kind of yeah thing to to hang your hat on. You know, as a, as a concrete, this character actually, I, I just don't, I don't get Clara as this guiding influence in his life. No, I don't. I, mean, I, I don't, I, I don't it. get that, and I don't I don't get it, and I don't like it. And I also there's this weird thing again. It goes back to this meta thing of like the Doctor you know, seeing himself as an identity. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? You mm -hmm. know, like, oh, I have to be the doctor. Or I can't always be the doctor. Like it's a badge you wear. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, you're not like fucking Batman and you're mm. putting this costume on or, or something. So I, that always, like, part of me is like, oh, okay, that's an interesting way of looking at it. But then another part of me is like, well, that's just who he is though, isn't it? Mm. You know, you know, that'd be like me saying, oh, Billy, you can't be Billy all the time. Mm -hmm. it, it's just weird. And you know? uh, yeah. And and then he sets the TARDIS in motion. Yeah. Off on his adventures. Oh, oh God, we have to see this bloody mural disappear of Clara's yeah, yeah. face on the TARDIS. Okay, fine. Well, there's the TARDIS spinning. And there's now the fucking thing. Diner. Go away. <laughs> Do your thing somewhere else then. You know, like yeah. your story's finished. Yeah. Your story was finished two episodes ago. Yeah. And this Why are you still here? Horrible prop goes. Oh, yeah. And he grabs it. He does grab You nearly <laughs> smashed that into a million pieces then. Um, <laughs> <He's gonna> go, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and that, that prop appears. Yeah, it's naff, isn't it? It's not great looking, is it? No, it's um, weird. Yeah, it's very strange. I mean, I would love to have seen what Peter Capaldi would have designed if he was given mm. a blank piece of paper and said, do a sonic screwdriver. Yeah. I mean, he probably would have said, oh, just give me that one over there. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that'll do me. Well, that was it, wasn't it? I think they wanted to give him a new one mm. for Series 8. Mm. And he was like, oh, can't I just use the other one? Yeah. You know, what's the problem? Um, May I mean, that might be his kind of 
not selling it to kids because he wanted yeah. to make the doctor's costume easy for kids to replicate. So, yeah. of course, he wore 600 pound boots. <laughs> he had a, a coat that's like two grand and all of his, you know, uh, hawk couture kind of like crazy holes in jumpers. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's great. I mean, he, he looks great on screen. So yeah. Can't really complain about it. Um, the only other point I had to make really was I think his speech is really, his, his goodbye is really yeah, nice. It's it's, like, yeah. He gets a couple of fake out regeneration speeches yeah. and it gets a bit tiresome mm. after a while. And sometimes they blend into the other. Like I was like, I'm sure the pears bit is in his actual final regeneration. It does. As well, it turns you know? up again, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, he dies a lot. Mm, he does. He dies a lot because he's like, but he's dying in Heaven Sent a lot, but he has the death like, I'm on the floor. Mm -hmm. Oh dear. That whole oh. sequence is really quite horrible, actually, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and all the blood and mm. the burnt blood. It goes on stuff. for a bit too long, I yeah. think. You know, just like... But I think it really does... It, this big overriding question that I was going to ask you is, mm. is this potentially one of the worst things that the Time Lords ever do? I don't think it really hits mm. that... There's not really a moment in the story. I mean, I know they say, oh, well, you know, it's the Time Lords that have done this. Mm. But there's never really that sort of, like, boom. There is a... You, you, you know, you've done all this to there this is man. A bit, there is a bit where they say they use, they, they're using a confession thing as a torture device. Yeah. There is a bit where he's, he kind of acknowledges that yeah. they've repurposed this thing yeah. specifically to torture him. Yeah. So there is a slight acknowledgement, but it, but nobody gets to come up and no, wrestle on, but he's banished yeah. because the doctor's turned up and get off my planet. It's yeah. Like, it, is this actually your, I get you're a war hero, but are you actually president of Gallifrey still or yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on there? Yeah, so is he president by the end of the story? I guess he is, is he? I guess so. Um, yeah, it just, it's a shame. It doesn't quite hit that, you know, wow, they have done something. Mm. Really, really shit. A, a bit like No Time to Die, <laughs> where they have a virus that yeah. they're going to release into the population so it can kill one person, but everybody unknowingly will just have to have nanobots in their body that never die. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's totally, you know, it doesn't harm them. Yeah. You know, it's still like an M isn't sort of pulled up. It's like, that's, you know, that's against like, like the Geneva Convention, yeah, yeah. you know, like, like the ethics of war. You can't <laughs> actually do that. Um, so... Is that is that that is that our is that that I, I um, think I've run out of spite. Uh, the only other things that I want to bring up because <clears throat> you know we're talking about the Capaldi era and we never really talk about it mm. an awful lot in detail. Um, couple of things, mm. best Tardis in the new series console yes. room, yeah, fantastic. I love the way that. It feels alive, mm. like when it's dark and then mm. the lights and it all starts whirring to life mm. and you get a few lights here and mm. all the noises. It feels it feels more alive than like the organic coral stuff. I think that's because of the way that Rachel Talele shot it. Yeah. Though, because she's shooting like through the console. She's yeah. using the space to frame it. Yeah. And so it feels like it part of the, well, it's, you know, it's obviously part of the scene, but the TARDIS feels part of the yeah. scene as much as the Doctor is part of the scene. You know, it's it, like... Um, because he retreats there mm. that's what you know I imagine I'm in the TARDIS explaining what I've just done this kind yeah. of thing I've done to you you know to yeah, you. Yeah. and that's that's really sweet I, I, I really like that aspect of it and again it kind of makes me think maybe because the dynamic of the 12th Doctor and Clara I really like mm. like you know that uncle sort of yeah. you know but then obviously they, they do love each other in a way so that kind of that kind of slightly confuses it but I, I do like their their relationship together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you were saying, yeah, the TARDIS looks brilliant. Just um, absolutely 
fantastic. The title sequence? What do we think of the title sequence? That was my other thing. They really cocked it up, I think, mm. with the title sequence. I, no disrespect, it feels like a fan-made title sequence. Mm -hmm. And obviously it was a fan-made title the, sequence. The concept of it, but it was the BBC that animated it. No, right? it was him. I think they got him in and gave him some budget to do it. And, you know, I like the idea, okay, you know, the clock thing, if that's new. But, yeah, it just, I don't know. I didn't realise that they actually did it because I was thinking and I was going, that police box looks really untextured. Like, mm. it looks far too bright and cartoony and yeah. colourful. Like, I, I just kind of assumed that he was just like, I'll sign off on you guys using that idea. Yeah, I just think it feels, I don't know, there's just something... I don't want to say cheap. It's quite flat. Y yeah. It's quite flat. Yeah. It's kind of like, you, you don't get a sense that, you, and you see it on like, when people build vortexes on YouTube yeah. and stuff, you're kind of traveling through. Yeah. It's just kind of like, there's like a, uh, I don't know what the right word is. You, uh, on Instagram, you can use it as like a filter thing. What do I, oh, what's it called? Hang on, let me find it, let me find it. Right. It's called a, uh, edit. Vignette? Vignette. Yeah. That's what it feels like. It yeah. feels like every bit, of, every digital bit in that scene feels yeah. like a vignette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around the screen. Yeah, it just, you know, I think when you compare it to the Russell T Davies mm. title sequence, which, like you said, it felt so dynamic, you know, and the vortex looks really mm. good. Mm. Obviously, this is just like, okay, this is just stuff. Mm. You know, you've got a clock motif. All right. Yeah, do you like the kind of, the kind of, it's not actually, that. I mean, his time vortex doesn't look like that, you know. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does. What the time you, vortex is just a big, <laughs> big clock. <laughs> what do you think of that as like, you know, showing that as, as a, like a metaphory kind of, you know? It, no, I don't like it. No. It's too on the nose. Too I, on the nose. I, I, think, I think at the time I was like, huh. But now looking back on it, I, I, it feels like such a bad idea not only the look of the title sequence, which I don't think works visually, and it certainly doesn't suit his doctor. Mm. No, you're right, you're right. The music, again, what were they thinking? Um, obviously, you know, Murray had a good hit ratio, generally speaking, but this. <clears throat> I think when, when he does the 7B theme though, yeah. I think you're like, what else have you got though? Yeah. Because then it's like, you know, he, he adds in the da 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 da, yeah. and that's a cool addition to the series five theme. Oh, I hate it. I don't mind it. Do you not? But when you get past that, you haven't you, you haven't got anything else to offer yeah. up. But it's that instrumentation for the main ooey oo. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like bagpipes. It is. Yeah, it's like synthesized bagpipes. Is that a rib? <laughs> Are you taking the piss? Yeah, I don't know. It, but it sounds horrible. Yeah, it is hot. It is awful. I was watching it and I thought, why didn't you just do something, why don't you mm. think, look, he is the most classic doctory doctor that you have had. Mm. Just go back to the original stuff. Get the original samples get, in. Get the, get the dealers out. Mm. Get those diddly dumbs. It would suit him it so well. It would suit him so much better. And, and something keep, more ethereal for the title sequence. You can keep the cogs. If you yeah. want to have something in there yeah. that's kind of like, remember it's about time travel and he's yeah. an old person, so kind of like, <laughs> it's like a grandfather clock yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like that kind of works. Yeah. And you don't really, have cogs like a clock and no. the time incorporated in any other yeah. part of the doctors, yeah. apart from that horrible office that he has in 
Invasion of Time, where oh, it's yeah. all, you know. Yeah! But, um, yeah, Maybe like... Maybe that's just his decor. Maybe he just likes cogs. Dread, you wouldn't see that in Ikea. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it, I, it's, it's, it's a horrible sounding theme tune. Yeah, it's a shame. It lets it down. Mm. It lets down the atmosphere of... It does. Of those stories, breaks I think. It. You know, I think when you think, look at something like... When you look at Time of the Doctor, mm. and then you go to uh, Deep Breath, which was directed by... Billy Ben Wishaw. No, Ben Henshaw. No, <laughs> I was just saying names. I Ben W something. I'll find it. I'll Him. Find it and it looks very different. You know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just shot in such a ben way. Ben Wheatley. Ben Wheatley. There we go. Ben Be Ben Ben Be Ben Wheatley. <laughs> ben Wheatley. You know, he. It looks so different, and it looks kind of moody, and you think, mm. oh, and then it goes to. And you're like, oh no, it's you don't horrible. want that. Yeah, and you're like, oh, if it had just been. And also the in in the in these two episodes, the way it's just his name that comes up on the credits. Yeah. And you're like, it lingers for a long time. You're like, yeah. Because you, it's, it, it's so flat. Yeah. There's nothing else for the sequence to do. So yeah. if you get rid of the credit, you're just seeing that that constant looping graphic. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it just feels like it. It feels like. A Doctor Who confidential title sequence, or mm -hmm. you know, something that the BBC have quietly cooked up for yeah. this little documentary about Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. or we'll just had some, we'll just get some boys in the graphics department because to it, just it, it's, chuck some it's shit like together. those graphics aren't like, yeah, that then no part of that title sequence and the three kind of distinct sections of it, yeah, knit yeah. together. How do you get from the cogs to the time yeah. to then the time to the vortex? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't kind like, of like I reckon. Jodie Whittaker's title sequence mm. would have fit his Doctor much better because it's sort of weird and nebulous maybe. and maybe have his eyes. Yeah, no, yeah, you're I, right. I, take, yeah. I don't like the, the stock image that they've used for his eyes because no. it feels like, oh, this is just a weird publicity image. You know, why don't they just do a proper headshot of Th him? This is you know, just for this. Just for the title sequence. That would have been... And there are, be there are better images there of his face. Yeah, there are much better ones, you know. And I think that would have been so cool if mm. you'd have had something like... And then those, you know, all the vortex. And, his eyes and then there's the out. eyes. God, yeah. how scary would that have been? Exactly. You'd have been like, fucking hell. How do you make the, this 12th Doctor less appealing to children <laughs> already? You know. Um, God. But that would have been good. And I, and, and I sort of think almost really with Jodie, because she was like bright colour for Doctor. Mm. You know, I think she needed a bit of a Colin Baker, like, yeah. you yeah, know, maybe. Maybe. Bright, bright and sparkly. Well, you kind of get that from the flux. Actually, from all the promotional images, yeah. Yeah. apart from the New Dawn thing, yeah. they're all really bright colours and, yeah. and, you know... <laughs> and I remember watching it thinking, wow, this is really brown and dull. Murky. You know? Mur yeah, yeah. yeah, everything looks murky. It's like looking into the Avon. All those <laughs> yeah, things yeah, swirling it's, around. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, you're right. It is like dirty sediment yeah, filter <laughs> over the whole, every episode. It's really odd. <laughs> yeah, it's like it doesn't have any glitz or but glamour. I take it over the... It's just, oh yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I, mean, I love Jodie Whittaker's title sequence. Yeah, I just yeah. meant like the look of the the series yeah. at, at the moment. You know, yeah. it's got oh, that, yeah, weird, yeah. that weird filter. Um, but I, yeah, and I think actually in later series like series twelve and then Flux, mm. they've brightened up yeah. the, the title sequence, and it looks great. Yeah. all the better for it. Um, but yeah, I think they needed something classic. They mm. needed something, you know, because it suits him. Yeah, it suits him. So and and, and the ethereal nature of that early title sequence yeah. is it's ghostly and weird. Yeah, and so it could, would fit. And him. I think that's what you needed for him because obviously they were going down an avenue of like, oh, he's. We don't really know mm. what he's all about. This doctor, and mm. I think that would have really just made people go, oh, this is yeah. a bit different. 
Um, because I, I, it felt like they were trying to veer it more towards adults, really, in some in some Series aspects. Series 8 felt like yeah. that, I think. And I think that's when it needed. they mm. needed to be like, well, let's maybe just try and do a bit more of a sophisticated title sequence yeah. and theme. Yeah. Um, but no, it, no it's, it, it's not. It's not. It feels like CBBC shit, you know. It does. Uh, it's not a patch on Russell's stuff. Mm. And, I mean, I don't like the Series 5 Vortex because that is just clouds. Mm. Um, I like 7B. Yeah. I know people don't. I know it is. From like, a technical standpoint, 7B isn't very yeah. well made. No. But, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, have, we, have we come to some kind of peace with this series finale? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that I, it kind of muddied the whole Capaldi thing for me, this finale. Right. But I can take away from it going, he is exceptionally good. And he's exceptionally good <clears throat> through the whole thing. And there, there are bits in Hell Event of his performance that are great. Yeah. Uh, and there's some obviously brilliant cinematography. It's really nicely shot. Yeah. The score for the most part is brilliant. Yeah. Jenna Coleman's very good. Yeah. All the actors are very, very good. All the yeah. acting's very good. But I, I just I just think it's I just think it's Clara coming back and and heaven sent having no consequence dramatically yeah. anymore because she comes back. Yeah. I think it really ruins that whole I think, year. I think for me at the time I would have agreed with you wholeheartedly. I think now I'm at the point where it's like, well, you're never going to change it. No, no, that's true. That's true. You know, this is, it is what it is. Mm. You know, it's out the gate. It's been televised. Mm. It's, you know, it's history. Mm. Um, so I think watching it, I was just trying to appreciate what it does well. And yeah. I think I said to Jonathan, I was like, you know what? It's that Tom Baker thing of, you mm. know, the story might be a bit clunky. It might be mm. a season 15 shit story. Yeah. But Tom's really good, and mm. it's like with Underworld, really. Mm. You know, we didn't enjoy Underworld. Like That's Underworld true. as a story is not very good, and it, you know, technically it's a bit crap. I mean, even though although Tom is very much like, fuck me, I can't be out. <laughs> he's very much, blue he very much is like that. <laughs> yeah, but and I know that you know it's not like Un Underworld is trying to do this. Yeah, but I don't feel like there are many other episodes of Doctor Who that get the Doctor so wrong. Mm enough to have him kill another yeah. person on yeah. screen. And yeah. so for that reason, I'm like, I, I almost can't let go of it in a weird True. way. Because it's like, I don't get where, yeah. what possessed you to do that to this character, yeah. you know? And the Doctor is like, a, you know, can be treated mightier than thou, or can be brought right down, yeah. to, you know, to a level where, you know, you're no better than it than one of these humans. And the yeah. Doctor, you know, morally, it sometimes isn't. The Doctor can be an arsehole sometimes. Mm. But I think just, you know, with Clara being this person it's set up to be just like the Doctor, can hold themselves like the Doctor, get out of situations like the Doctor, it's like you need to create a bit of a distance yeah. between the two of them. Otherwise, you know, what's the point in just focusing the show on the Doctor? Yeah. You know, let's let's have a, a Clara spin-off that's, you know, as big. Mm. I, I just think conflict, you know, it's just yeah. it, it muddying the waters between... The importance of the Doctor, yeah, uh, and then and then doing that, and then having him kill a member of his own species, and then losing the the drama with Clara. I just I I can't let go of it. It's weird. Yeah, it's I, uh, it's, it's okay. Mm. That's that's all I can really say about it. Mm. Is you know, honestly, I would watch this. Like a million times over, 
compared to the Husbands of River Song that follows yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because that is just dog shit. <laughs> there it's, is a, it's, I have, it's, not, it's not anything of, of consequence, is it? Yeah, really, you know, it's, there are no stakes. Mm. You know, I know people like River Song, it's and I special. It's, I think it's difficult to compare it, isn't it? Oh, but, you know, but there's Take no, another there's, bad series finale, like <sighs> Ran Score of Colos. I'd sooner have this. Yeah, yeah. But versus like, like putting that up against the next Christmas special, it's like oh, I see what the you next mean. New Year special. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's a different type of thing. Yeah, I guess. Although could, I get, I, I would say like the New Year specials have more of a normal episode vibe yeah compared to like the christmas especially in the moffat that's, moffat's yeah, christmas specials were like it's christmas yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is an overdose of yeah crimbo it really is um ugh. yeah i'm glad we're past all that stuff yeah well we don't have to talk about the husband's river song no because we've done yeah. that story we've Good. reviewed it i mean we've yeah. kind of reviewed this yeah. story before on you know the review of death before but we haven't previous we haven't gone into it no we haven't deep dived and, and we it. haven't done any capaldi stuff yeah since and, and that this. was the thing i, I just mm. loved re-watching it because of peter capaldi Same. i think that was just i was just like oh god you're so good he was and the best were... thing he was the best part of it yeah he was the best yeah that's it he's the best part of it and i just thought oh Mm. You know, I'd love to see you come back. And mm. I wish we'd have got one more series. It would have been so oh, cool. It would have been good. Maybe not under Chris Chibnall, because I just don't think mm. that his dialogue no. would just not work. No, 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 no. Because Stephen, you know, say what you will about him and say, you know, whatever. But his dialogue is good and it is sparky and it is zippy. And I did think watching this, I was like, God, this feels light years a difference. From exactly. Kind of sort of cumbersome dialogue, mm. I think, of the Chibnall mm. Doctor Who. The as-of-yet-unborn What the fuck is like that? that? You know? You yeah. Know. yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I kind of almost want to go back and watch Broadchurch and just be like, was it really this... Was was that clunky like this? Or or is it that because it's a different kind of show... Yeah, is it because... He it's... needs to add more stuff in. Yeah, you know. maybe he just, I don't know, maybe he just feels like, oh, well, I remember back in the old days when Doctor Who you know, <laughs> used to explain stuff, so I'll just do that. Yeah, I, I just know. for like a, that kind of an attitude, like a, oh, you know, but that, Stephen Moffat does that. Yeah. He does that kind of, doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, and that annoys me as well. Yeah, how there's did, a flippancy Doctor, to it, how did it? you do it? That doesn't yeah. stop asking questions. Yeah. Oh, but these are like fundamental yeah, like, yeah, I'd like yeah, to know as an yeah. audience member. And then I'd to like make to a joke of it, like in the Dalek story, and be like, where did this tea come from? I'm mm -hmm. the doctor, deal with it. No, yeah. no, don't deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> where did you get that tea? <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> well, we've, I, I feel we may have come full circle. Yeah. We've, we've ended it by That's calling a good story. Stephen Moffat an arsehole. <laughs> yeah, full circle. Maybe we should review full circle. I love full circle. It's a bit, it's, maybe we should do a season 18 one. Best season 18 versus worst season 18. I, kind of I season. love season 18. Mm. I know some people really are like, Ugh, I love season 18. Yeah. I'd like to watch State of Decay because it's an episode I've never really been State able to crack into. Really? I, I love I've, State I've watched of Decay. it, but, you know, loads of times, but I've not really kind of oh. delved into it and got mm. invested in it as a story. Yeah. Well... What should we do? Should we think about that? Maybe we'll come back to you and we'll tell you what we're going to do next. Yeah, yeah we'll, 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 we'll muse you. upon this. Yeah, but it might be something burgundy. Something burgundy would be cool at some point in the future. Something well, burgundy. I mean, we, something burgundy. I mean, we're well, like we're I'm well trying, set up. For trying it. to hang myself for like after watching Albert, I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, thank you very much for watching, everybody. I hope I've been able to. <laughs> 
exercise your demons as well as my own. Um, I'll leave Matt here in the studio by himself. I'll start switching some bits and bobs off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, feel free to sign off and I'll, I'll leave you there and I'll, I'll come and let you back in in the morning. Yeah, see you everybody. Thanks for watching or listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>